Let's go! What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day, and if you're not, it's about to get a whole lot better because we are back with another episode of Bingetown TV. I am Paul, and with me today are Luke and Jimmy, and we are hitting you guys with episode three of WandaVision, titled Now in Color. So if you were with us last episode, when they first released them, episode one and two were called episode one and episode two, respectively. Now they went ahead and actually named them. So episode one is named Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience, and episode two is called Don't Touch That Dial. Now we are in episode three, now in color, and we got some actual plot development. It Let's was go. Wild. It was wild. Well, we so, got it. Yeah, so I talked a little bit of shit about the first two episodes, and I stand by that opinion. And I also want to just point out that it did bother me that we spent more of this cringy dialogue and, and scenes in the beginning of this episode, but it definitely turns up in the end. And now I think going forward, it's just going to get better and better. And we're going to get we're going to get details into the plot and why this whole Wanda reality is all fucked up. We're starting to see the holes in that. And now I'm finally getting real into the show. So I, I definitely like this episode the most so far. Yeah. Last podcast episode, I said that I thought that in the end, this is going to be one of the best things Marvel comes out with. And I think this episode right here is proven that it's going to be right in the end. If this would have came out one, two, and three all together, every single person would have been like, I am in. Mm-hmm. You know, the first two episodes were slow. They didn't have enough going on. This episode did it for me. I'm ready to go. Yeah, That's my actually- whole issue falls in the fact that it's a nine-episode series and we're a third of the way through and it feels like besides the beekeeper and the end of this third episode, nothing has happened yet. So that was what was really bothering me is because I knew we're only getting 30-minute episodes so far and there's only going to be nine episodes. So I just felt that it was a little bit of a waste of time and they were drawing out the whole nostalgia thing. But now we're starting to come together. I think we're kind of getting past that. When I finished this episode for the first time, I literally thought of what you said, Jimmy, for the first recording episode when you said exactly that. This is going to be groundbreaking TV when this season's all done and wrapped up. And I think you're absolutely right. It's the storytelling and how they're doing it is just never been done before. And it is very slow at points, like Luke is saying, because they're hitting that generations tv genre and style but the little developments at the end after every episode are moving the plot along but not really telling you what's going on exactly so you're you're left like hanging and thinking and developing your own theories and we came up with a lot of theories at the end of the first recording and we got some answers we can narrow some down but uh we can jump right into it and uh, just say that Wanda is pregnant in the beginning of this episode and she is going way quicker through these nine months than a normal person. And that's one of the first things vision said it to the doctor in the opening scene. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to say about how you guys were talking about it being a little bit slower, totally agree for episode one and two, but I think that throughout this episode, even though it was like Brady Bunch style sitcom style, there were still things going on even during the episode showing shit's not right. Like even right here, vision realizing that 
the pregnancy is going fast. He's actually talking to the doctor saying like, is this right? And she's looking at him like, whoa, stop, stop, stop. Don't say that. I mean, we get to things a little bit later when she rewinds again. The neighbors are, are starting to be a little sketchy. So I think it's mixing it more in than they were doing in the first two. Definitely. It definitely escalated. And I was kind of craving this kind of content for this show back in episode two. Like that's when I thought it would have been more appropriate to introduce it to the audience, but whatever we're here and you're right. So what happens right in the beginning is Wanda's been pregnant for 12 hours, but she's already four months deep by the doctor's uh, guess, you know, Mm. and vision is starting to freak out a little bit. Like, yo, what the fuck is happening? Like this is happening way too quick. And while that's also going on, I think pretty early in the episode, we have Vision outside in the front yard. And like you said, Jimmy, he sees the neighbor, Herb, who is cutting his hedges. And he's just like making direct eye contact with Vision. And he starts like cutting through the stone wall, whatever that is. Yeah, concrete wall. He's just cutting through it. It That was so weird. Yeah, it gives you like a like a broken NPC character kind of vibes, right? Like he just is doing random things that are clearly not right to the main characters. It's literally like Westworld when they're just like off a little bit and they can tell. Exactly. And I think we don't get much in that conversation besides Vision being like, yo, bro, you're being a little weird. Chill out. And then he goes back inside and she's now six months pregnant, basically, I think is what we would find out. Yeah. And I I wanted to ask you guys, did you take it? It's two ways. Like, I definitely took it the way you're saying, Luke, where it could be like a broken NPC character. But then I also took it kind of similar. Like, is it? like the helicopter thing where maybe he's trying to break through the wall and it's just showing up like that in this reality, because we know that it's a, you know, some kind of wall now. That was I don't with what Paul was thinking about. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think necessarily that. Well, my guess is that they're more, the neighbors at least are really trapped in there and they're trying to get out instead mm-hmm. of coming people from the outside trying to come in. Because we get it a little bit later, but the conversation, Herb and uh, what's her name? August, uh, Agnes. 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 When Vision, it's later in the episode where they come out and uh, they're whispering over the same cinder block wall and hedges. And that kind of led me to believe because of her last sentence there, she says, like, nobody ever really leaves. So that's why I thought that the neighbors were kind of trapped. Maybe they accidentally got sucked into it. Yeah, let me. I want to rewind and say I meant getting out, not getting in for mm-hmm. for her. But yeah, I guess we need to. I just want to bring up really quick. I already said it, but they did the Brady Bunch thing this episode. The whole house is Brady Bunch. The backyard where Vision's building the swing set is like the same swing set from the Brady Bunch. So this is obviously a Brady Bunch episode. Our girl Elizabeth Olsen's looking good in color, man. Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy to see like this style, this seventies style or eighties style, and it's in like perfect HD. It's just I'm so not used to it at all. I'm this used is the to best it. version of their house by far, so far. It, oh yeah, yeah. This one looks the best. I Her mean, hair, man. Her hair is so long. Yeah, it's they crazy. did so. They did so good at making it their house still, but the Brady Bunch house. Yeah, and then also again. Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, all the neighbors, Geraldine, Geraldine, (laughs) Geraldine, all the actors are so good with, again, the 70s tropes and just in general. Just like the overacting and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, From episode to episode, them just switching up the style is pretty impressive. 
Yeah, so now the big thing to start the episode is she's she's super pregnant. Vision's actually realizing it. We don't know. First episode of the podcast, we're talking about what's the point of Vision. Is he just a figment of her imagination? Did she create him for her reality? I think it's pretty safe to say that this episode is proving, at least so far, that she is controlling everything. This is her reality. So Vision exists for her. But the fact that he's questioning what's going on a few times this episode, a good amount of times this episode, is pretty crazy. She's she's not happy with it. Obviously, I think my favorite scene in the episode was the end. But that instance that you were just talking about where Vision is saying, like, Wanda, I don't think this is right. Like, this, this, this doesn't make sense. That was, like, bone chilling. Because if you're him, you're, like, I, literally, like, Westworld style. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what, what are we doing here? That that scene happens basically right here. The only thing we miss in between is just the them in the, the, the new baby's room. And Wanda get, feels a kick for the first time from her stomach. And that triggers her power to go off. And it turns the butterflies that are... A decoration into real butterflies mm-hmm. and then they have the whole billy and tommy conversation yeah so anytime that wanda I, I actually this is i guess this is a better question for you guys because is it wanda using her powers or is it the kids using their powers when when they're like doing kicks and stuff like what are tommy and um billy's powers in the comics? yeah so they're wiccan and speed so wiccan is like scarlet witch I'm taking it like she's just losing control while she's super pregnant and having the contractions and the pain from the contractions or the distraction of the kids are making her lose control of her powers, especially because we know her powers are in overdrive anyway. She's using them to make everything happen. At least that's our guess. Right. Yeah, Luke, though, I did think that a few times when the kids were kicking. I was thinking, oh, like that's kind of a cool power how these butterflies turned into like real butterflies. Maybe that was the kid. Um, but I could easily see it being both. I mean, mm-hmm. Wanda, you know, she's getting contractions. Of course, she's like, her powers are going to freak out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A couple quick things from that, from that uh, scene when they're in the room, they have paint cans. I didn't catch this, but I read it online. The paint cans are called Simser paint cans. That's for Jeremy Simser. He's the storyboard artist on WandaVision, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and She-Hulk. So just a little Easter egg. Another thing that I caught that I wanted to see what you guys think about, it's just another hint, I think. Vision, when he's talking about he wants his son to be Billy and she wants to be Tommy, and he's saying it's based on William Shakespeare, and he says, the world is a stage and the men and women are merely players. So again, it's just another hint that everything is fake. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are we, are we assuming that if she gets out of this reality, like the kids are not going to be, they're going to be a non-factor, right? This is only part of this bubble. Well, well, so that's the thing because it's the same thing in the comics. So if they introduce Mephisto, then they're going to be real. They can make them real anyway, just because they want to say she's strong. Like they are, like we said, uh, what did you call Mephisto's penis last episode, Paul? The dark energy or something? Weird. <laughs> um, but it, it's fragments of his soul and her powers mixed together. They create Billy and Tommy. So they have nothing to do with Vision, but they do exist and they become a thing in the real world until she's told when she's going a little cray that they're not real. Then she kind of reverses it and, and goes even more cray. So I I believe that after this all is done, they're still going to exist. 
So is there going to be like plot points you think in the movies like Doctor Strange and Spider-Man coming up? Okay, so yeah, like I was saying, there's rumors of Young Avengers and Wiccan and Speed are part of the Young Avengers. Now, another thing is if we want to fast forward a little bit and then we'll rewind again. When she's having the kids, it's Geraldine, you know, birthing them for her. In the comics, it's Doctor Strange. And in the comics, Doctor Strange also has something to do with their upbringing. So they may have a part in Multiverse of Madness as well. I, ha- I mean, that could be something that happens. It makes sense. That would be the easiest way to age them to a relevant time period, too, where they're not just babies. Because Yeah, who knows? They already just went through one episode of nine months of pregnant. They could be teens by the end of this or, or sooner. Mm-hmm, yeah, I was thinking that next episode, they could literally be either like young juvenile or could be infant status they could do whatever they want basically with how this show is progressing there are no rules which i like and i think that goes along with why they're doing it and and how it'll be so groundbreaking in the end because this is the only possible way they could really get wanda having kids introducing them maybe bringing back vision because if the kids are in you know, Young Avengers, or they're going to be main plot points. Why can't Vision come back and be real? Mm-hmm. The only thing is the Mind Stone, maybe, because if she could replicate the Mind Stone, basically make a copy of it, that would be an unbelievably OP power. She could just say, hey, Vision, you're back. I mean, right now, Vision doesn't have a Mind Stone on his head. He has the the yellow little dot thing, but it's not the Mind Stone. It's not the same exact thing. Gotcha. So if that version of Vision's back, he could just be Vision. Yeah, I don't, I'm assuming if Vision's coming back, it's going to have nothing to do with, with the Mind Stone. That'll be yeah. interesting. In the comics, she does bring Quicksilver back to life. I wouldn't be surprised if this brings Vision back. I'm hoping that it doesn't because I think it should be a character development for her dealing with his death, at least for now, or a development that it breaks her like we're already in the middle of. I'd be fine if Vision comes back, but I'd prefer him not to, but... I think the kids will be real. And there's a scene in the trailers where her and Vision are trick-or-treating or they're in costumes for Halloween and it's like their original Scarlet Witch and Vision costumes. I'm guessing they're going to be trick-or-treating with the kids, so they. I'm guessing they'll be older. But mm. yeah. I'm a mess. I'm such a wreck. Hey Geekscapists, with Valentine's Day around the corner, we've decided to hook you up. Geekscape has partnered with the video dating app Filter Off to bring you a free and fun video speed dating event on Saturday, February 13th. To take part, all you've got to do is download the Filter Off dating app to your smartphone. Find the Geekscape event in RSVP with the code GEEKSLOVE2. That's T-O-O, because we do love to. You don't have to wait until Valentine's to use the app either. It's fun and free, and Matt Kelly has already racked up a ton of dates on it. So, what have you got to lose? Download Filter Off, and we'll see you on February 13th. Geekscape Forever. Alright, so let me take us back through the plot. So, we, we already talked about uh, Billy and Tommy and them getting their names kind of and then we we briefly mentioned the 10 second rewind of the scene when Wanda gets upset and I think we've covered that a decent amount in the first episode where we made the observ- observation that if she starts getting you know with, with Mr. Hart choking like anytime she's getting upset 
the reality starts to break a little bit. And that's and, exactly what this was. They reset and the beekeeper. Yeah, exactly. So then we reset the 10 seconds and now they're having a no- nice normal conversation. And that's when Wanda's water breaks and then it starts raining in the house. Yeah. And then I guess technically all over the neighborhood because Geraldine says it, it did it in her house too. Right, right. And then we also had a quick flash to Phil and Dottie. Did we know that they were married? Did I forget that? Uh, it, they didn't show it in the episode, but we did know by the end of episode two. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't think this, to be honest at all, but I just wanted to bring it up. I saw on Twitter someone said they thought Dottie is going to be Emma Frost. And I'm like, what, just because she has blonde hair? Yeah, White I mean, she has the look. I don't know. I guess you're, I'm trying to think what she's done. I mean, besides the fact that she caused, when they talked, wanted to have a little break. I don't see any other connection. Yeah, I feel like that's a leap as of right now. Yeah. And then, um, so anyway, after the water breaks and it starts raining in the Brady Bunch house, we have the quick 70s style commercial talking about escaping a world of all to your own, right? Mm-hmm. So that's just, you know symbolism metaphor whatever you want to call it it's just them reiterating the fact that this is all based this reality is just wanda's and and getting out is going to be a main plot point yeah hydra soap that's what it was right so i was actually re-watching age of ultron all the avengers movies with emily o- over the weekend and getting a good to- weekend dude oh fucking great week <laughs> and it was nice to watch age of ultron and see strucker kind of in the beginning of that one because i couldn't remember exactly what happened and he died at the end mm-hmm. of the movie yeah uh, he ended up getting killed by ultron and, and, yeah. the, and the twins so it's interesting all these or these commercials so far it's been stark who's dead strucker who's dead and then i mean hydra i guess you can say it's not dead but it's old. <laughs> but like, what's what's the pattern going on here? Is it just all scientists? Well, I mean, we we're saying that we thought the pattern was for the first one. Her background with Stark was the the missile, the bomb when they're kids, mm-hmm. and then Strucker is who created her and Pietro. Whether it's I don't know if they're going to retcon it and say he activated their mutant gene. I don't know what it's going to be, but basically he gave them their powers, and then this one. I read that it's just because she's like worrying about motherhood. You know, she's becoming a mother. So she's thinking about it. But the one thing I wanted to say was it's the same guy and girl, man and woman from the first two ads are in this one. And there's theories that they're supposed to be her parents. Now, I don't know. It's just let me just jump in real quick because I totally I'm on team. I want them to retcon their parentage. Like if if getting introduced, yeah, like. Magneto, that's that's happening. That needs to fucking happen or else that's just such a missed opportunity to make it all gel together. And I also wanted to talk about real quick that it's it's been announced recently, maybe within the last week or two, maybe a month, that Deadpool is going to be joining the MCU, right? Yeah. And a huge part of his backstory and character development was the activating of the mutant gene. So that would be so easy to write in and just make mutants more natural, right? So I, I'm just really hoping that that's the path that it takes. Because it's it's crazy because at this point, I wish they could just pick and choose who they decide comes from the Fox X-Men because I love Michael Fassbender as Magneto and 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 James McAvoy. Yeah, I mean, they're phenomenal. I would love if they just came in. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could. And on top of that, technically, I guess Ron Reynolds could just pop in 
if they're going to tie them together, right? If the Deadpool's going to be in. Well, no, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Yeah, he's going to be Deadpool. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he doesn't take his mask off often, but it yeah. is Ryan Reynolds. Dude, that would be so crazy. The jokes are going to be so good. For like, yeah, I mean, he's all... like, yo, I'm fucking in the MCU now, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they've already done things where he's like, yo, chill out, Thanos, when he's talking to Josh Berlin. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and the fake X-Men, when they goes to like Professor X's school, they have this cheap ass Nightcrawler and Beast <laughs> in this, in the, behind the door. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah be, and he's it, like, we don't have, what do you think? We're going to pay for the actual actors to be here? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it actually some of the real... Well, they do a thing where he opens the door and it's them, and yeah. then he closes it and that's it. But he's like, throughout the the whole mansion, we're not going to show them. Like, we're not spending <laughs> the money on that. Yeah, he's like, it's always weird how it's, this is huge mansion. There's only the, nobody home every time we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it would be cool if he does, like, he comes in and makes a joke about, like, oh, wow, like, talk about upgrades. Like, if, if he does actually ever see Beast and stuff like that. But basically, that would only happen because this show has to tie in X-Men and Mutants together. Now, do you think, I, I think, hopefully, we get a few episodes, like, either the you know, eighth or ninth episode, including mutants. And it's not just the end where it's activated. Well, really... that's the point of the show that it's fine. If the point of the yeah. result of WandaVision is her getting out and then creating mutants, that that's seems like a good enough payoff for me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't know how they should do it because if they have her create mutants, then probably we're not going to get the old actors because the only way they work is a multiverse situation. Right. And again, we know that she's going to be in the multiverse of madness with Dr. Strange. So she could create the reality where mutants exist. And then that opens a, you know, multiverse where they, whatever blend together. And there you, there, there you have, it. you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, but because obviously the point of house of Emma, she deactivates the mutant gene pretty much, you know, she turns it off. Like, it's crazy how she actually does it because not only is she just saying the mutant gene is gone and you lose your power, she's not like retconning these characters. Like, for example, the blob, he's this big mother trucker. He lost his quote unquote powers. So he was this dude, he's like fat bastard and, and Austin Powers when he loses all the weight. He's just like this this guy with all his skin and shit because it just changes him. He still exists as the blob. He just loses his power. You know, it's crazy. But yeah, I don't I don't know how they're gonna do it. I think that either way, if if they plan on doing a multiverse thing where they're gonna bring in some of the Fox characters, I'm good with that. If they decide that they're just gonna turn on the mutant gene, I'm good with that too. I actually think I would prefer the multiverse thing because I don't want it to be like, oh, mutants are new. I want them mm. to already have existed in their own world and Professor X is the man and Magneto already is Magneto prime and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I actually agree with that. Now that you're, you're laying it out like that. Yeah. But to step away from all the, the fun theory talks and actually good comic book shit, we're back to the little bit of cringy humor and dialogue for the last time of the episode, I would say where Wanda's basically nine months pregnant at this point. And this is when, I think Geraldine actually gets introduced into the episode again. Yeah. He shows up talking about the water pipe bursting, you know, because that whole thing happened. The powers are affecting the entire realm. 
And again, her contractions just are starting to happen. So she's forcefully using her powers, but at the same time, trying to hide everything from Geraldine and keep the secret of their powers together, you know? Yeah. yeah. She's holding that fruit bowl over yeah. her stomach and her jacket changes at one point when she has a contraction. It goes from like a regular jacket to like a yellow rain jacket into like really nice fur where she was like, ooh, this is unexpected <laughs> and nice. Um, and yeah, and then that stork is yeah. just walking around the room walking around man he just like yeah he was dude he was bobbing his head dude he was yeah. he's swagging he was vibing definitely yeah. um and then he, he goes up to try to bite the fish that are on uh geraldine's pants and shit like that yeah i actually uh, did laugh at that part this <laughs> part of the episode was the stork uh, i just want to say too with her trying to hide her pregnancy that's like a nod to like the old sitcoms where the actress would actually be pregnant and they would try to hide, hide it from us the viewer I mean, Paul, you remember, I mean, obviously Luke does too, with How I Met Your Mother when they would have to hide Robin and Lily when they were pregnant in real life with big-ass jackets. And Lily, mm-hmm. I think the one scene, she's bringing out this big-ass uh, basket and stuff. Yeah. and She's like, I brought always, orange slices, and it's yeah. like a huge box. She has a like, big purse. You yeah, know, playing so. guitar, like perfectly covering it and shit like that. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that as a nod. And Luke, I think... I don't know if this is true. Like I was taking almost the laugh track and the corniness. I almost was taking it like it seemed like they didn't fit sometimes. Either it was way too corny and it didn't fit. And we were just like, that's not funny. Or I think it's just trying to show that she's adding it to her her reality. But it seems off like everything else. I don't know which one it is, but I thought that was interesting. There was a there's an American Dad Roger joke where he uh, he does one of these corny lines and nobody laughs and he goes ah it was so much easier back in the day so that's kind of what it like reminds me of it's like they're really like corny cheesy jokes but back in the day they were like first time anybody's ever heard of it it was actually funny but I I agree that it could also be you know if there's a laugh track Wanda's forcing it because everybody needs to be happy in this world Mm -hmm. and this is when shit kind of hits the fan right so baby is coming is like the last thing that happens yeah before we start you know actually unpeeling the layers back so geraldine actually notices that she's pregnant and goes whoa like you're pregnant like how does that happen weirdly gets over it real quick she's just kind of accepting everything and then she's trying to get her ready to give birth vision's gone right now he's going to get the doctor Mm -hmm. which is a whole nother thing of weird because he goes, picks up the doctor and the doctor hops on Viz's back and they take off. And he's like, Oh, it was like we were flying and he just accepts it. So yeah. Like fuck the secret now, I guess. I don't know when it comes to vision, but who knows how they're going to explain this away because the doctor doesn't even react that crazy. Yeah. I think the point is one is controlling it where that, that the one question I do have is, at what is Geraldine just going back and forth between realizing shit's going down and being back into being mind wiped during the reality reality bending situation? So the baby ends up coming. Viz and the doctor gets there right after it happens, and that was actually sad. Viz was like, "Oh, I missed it." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so he picks up the baby. He says, "Oh, like hello, baby Tommy," which is cute. She was like, "Oh, you picked Tommy. I like that." And then. <laughs> And I just want to say that Tommy is Speed and Billy is Wiccan. 
So I thought it was funny that Tommy, the speed comes first. You know? <laughs> I did, that is cool. That was totally on purpose too. And then, then uh, Viz, after he's holding the baby, soon realizes that Wanda is giving birth to another one and they're having twins. And I was like, okay, I knew that there was twins coming and I totally forgot. (laughs) (laughs) And I was not expecting that at all. Um, So that honestly, even after all of our theorizing kind of took me by surprise. Um, Yeah, I'm sure most casual Marvel fans that aren't reading articles and read the yeah. comics and stuff we're assuming it was just going to be a one and done baby oh yeah yeah uh but okay so right after that the second baby comes it's billy and then the doctor starts talking a little bit of crypt cryptic again similar to what the commercial said before when he says yeah i don't think i'm gonna actually make the the vacation trip it's such a small town like this it's hard to escape mm-hmm. kind of looks at the camera right so Again, that's just a nod saying shit's breaking. I did totally forget about that. The doctor, why the doctor wasn't there was because he was supposed to be going on his trip. And right when Viz gets there, the car's all packed up. But he's like, oh, darn it. Like, why would the car crap out at a time like this? Like the worst time possible. Right. And after the babies come, Viz walks out into the front yard Mm -hmm. after saying goodbye to the doctor. And... Now it's the neighbors are there talking and they're whispering and acting really shady. Viz walks up and tries to be like initiate conversation, but they don't really say anything because because what he overhears is them saying something about they're talking about Geraldine, I think. Right. Yeah. And they're also yeah. to want to go inside and she's with pregnant stuff. So they know what's going on. Like they're clearly on the inside of information of what's going on with this reality. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes me question what the hell was going on with Herb in the first scene. Cause that just confuses me. I thought he would be like, he was so under the spell that he was just kind of breaking with the reality. But now it seems like he's on the inside. Cause Agnes is clearly saying some specific stuff that the audience is only supposed to know. Yeah. yeah. This was weird. I kind of took it and like, I could see it going in a few different ways. I could see like the, the neighbors not including Geraldine are kind of trapped there. And maybe they're realizing it. And this is that's what she says at the end. Like, nobody ever really leaves this place. So what I was thinking was maybe that they were talking about Geraldine because maybe Geraldine just popped up out of nowhere. Maybe she wasn't one of the actual neighbors. And she just kind of came in there because when we first meet her in episode two, when they're sitting around listening to Dottie kind of giving the speech, one of the first things Geraldine says is, I don't even know how I got here in the context that was, you know, in the group, but realistically it could have been, I don't really know how I got here. I just, mm-hmm. I just kind of popped up. Yep. So maybe they were whispering, talking about saying like, Hey, she's new. She's like, we don't really trust her because nobody really comes in or goes out. But then at the same time, Herb was about to reveal something and say, yeah. well, he, what was he saying? So I think what Herb ends up saying to vision is what he says is that, Geraldine is from out of town and she came here because and like he gets he keeps getting cut off by Agnes who doesn't want Herb to explain what's going on which this part to me starts getting me a little bit confused about if Vision's actually there but it's it, there's so much going on that you don't it's it's hard to dictate what is real what's not who's on the inside who's on the outside who's trying to get in versus who's trying to get out these are some of the good questions that this episode's really throwing in her face. And that's why I think it's finally starting to be like an interesting plot. Yeah. And Paul, I was 
I'm just going to say the same thing you did with like taking it a few ways. My interpretation was either maybe they are part of the actual town, like their actual residents trapped in the town. And Geraldine came in and somehow explained to them what's going on, which I don't know how you can explain to them and have them accept it. But, you know, like, cause like Luke was saying, and you were saying they know something's going on and, and there's some kind of secret that they're obviously not saying to vision. And Agnes looks like scared when he, and she's like, don't, don't say anything. Don't say anything. The other option I was thinking is that they're planted agents like Geraldine. I think not all of them have to be, but if Agnes is Agatha Harkness, then I'm guessing she's planted too. And if she's a witch, maybe she's in there trying to reverse what Wanda's doing. And that's why she can get to some of the people and explain what's going on. But that's another tinfoil kind of thing. Who knows? Yeah, I was kind of thinking, uh, it quickly passed my mind. It's so hard to settle on like one good theory because it really could go so many different ways. But I was thinking exactly the same thing that you were just saying. Maybe Agatha and Herb were originally in on like the whole sting operation of getting Wanda out of there or just figuring out what was going on in this blocked off reality that she created. And maybe they were one of the first agents to go in and because they were so unprepared, they just kind of got caught up in the reality and forgot what they were doing. And maybe Geraldine Hmm. came in and told them and now they brought them back. Yeah, they're kind that of makes sense. figuring it out, and it kind of explains why they're so broken. And yeah, I mean, because Geraldine herself seems to be going back and forth between realizing what's good and what's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's cover that, because this is this scene with Vision is a kind of a parallel double scene, where at the same time all of this is happening with the, the conversation with the neighbors, Geraldine and Wanda are starting to talk about some good shit on the inside. Right? <laughs> yeah, baby. So, that was insane. Yeah, Wanda's first line. I loved it all because this is also really cool when she mentions that to Geraldine that she's a twin as well as her new kids now. Mm -hmm. And that's when she brings up Pietro real quick. Yeah. And then she starts singing. Is that the Sokovian? Sokovian. Right, right. And Geraldine has a real moment for a second and says that, oh, yeah, like Pietro was killed by Ultron. And then Wanda like breaks. She doesn't know. She's like, what the fuck? Wait, wait, say that again. What did you say about my brother? Like, Say but she again. seems pissed, which I think is important. Def- that's key to, yeah, that, that's going to be key to the reason why she's out of touch with reality, right? Yep. And then also at the same time that this happens is when Wanda looks down at G's necklace and it's the sword symbol. Mm-hmm. She starts asking about that, right? And then the, you know, the music's getting a little bit weird. Everything's getting a little bit more suspenseful because you know something real is about to happen. Wanda's walking up towards Geraldine and she looks... Wanda looks pissed and Geraldine looks scared as hell. And like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was thinking, <laughs> was Wanda just going to literally just like rip her apart? Or like, was she going to mind wipe her? And Fizz comes back in. He's like, oh, where'd she go? Wanda's, oh, she had to take off, you know, something maybe to do with her pipes or something like that. Yeah. And I think the look on her face, the actual pissed off look is so important to all of our theories because there's a difference between she's upset the vision's dead and she starts mind bending shit by accident because she's so broken or whatever versus she's bending shit on purpose and don't mess with my reality or I'm going to F you up mm-hmm. kind of deal. You she's know, like 
just totally in denial and wants to be in this world where she's happy. So anybody who brings her back to the real world, she's like, get and, the fuck out. And with the theory that she could be a phase four villain, that's great to see. And also when she says in House of M, no more mutants, she does it because she's pissed. And so the so what happens directly after this scene we see Wanda being pissed is we get the, what we get to find out what happened to, to Geraldine and mm -hmm. she's just, so the transition from Wanda's pissed face to what happens to Geraldine is cool because they start messing with the um, aspect ratio. Exactly. Which is yeah. really, really cool. I love when people do that. Like Westworld's famous for doing that, you know, they're yeah. just a good way for um, audience members to be told something directly by the directing team. So Geraldine flies out of this, we can assume bubbled town because from mm -hmm. the outside looking in, it looks all normal, but you could tell she goes through this like force field kind of thing. That's yeah. just kind of how I pictured it too. Like this yeah. big bubble around a town. And when she lands on the ground, she looks all normal in 21st century style. And all of these cars just pull up to her, whether that they're probably either shield they have sword logos. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so they did have sword logos. I yeah, yeah. So it is sword collecting Geraldine, I guess, to get more information about what's going on in the inside now. Hey, everybody! I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris to Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not. 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Now... Again, with Geraldine, is she like stupid for wearing a sword necklace during this whole thing? Or is it just supposed to be like a symbol where Juan is catching her and realizing that she's an agent? And it's just, I mean, the first time I noticed is when she's getting ready to help Juan to deliver the baby. It pops out from her uh, shirt. I don't know if it shows earlier. I didn't notice it until that point. But wearing yeah. that during your undercover mission, I don't know. The only thing, reason I could come up with, like, the necklace is maybe she had, like, she was, like, a cop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she had, like, a sword badge. And that's why it got translated into a necklace to going with the her reality. We'll just try to make it make sense. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, I'd have to go back and double check to see if she is wearing that or if it's new clothes. But this scene answered... Or I guess you could say busted a few different theories that I was saying last episode. So the first one was saying, I thought that Wanda was just in this own reality in her own head. And she was just being watched by sword in like a sword spacecraft. Mm -hmm. That's obviously not a thing. Wanda has created her own reality in a physical area in the real world it's not mm. in her head it's if you go in here you're going in her reality and sword has it basically fenced off lit lit up and they got soldiers watching it 24 7 so this kind of explains sword doesn't really know what's going on either and they're mm. just kind of watching taking notes and doing their best to figure it out that's really well said, because I think that's pretty much where I'm at right now, too. Uh, but another thing that this brings to mind is that I think you could put it safely on the board that whatever Geraldine was inside 
the reality for is has to be different than Agnes and Herb, right? Because even if Agnes is like a planet there by sword, it just doesn't seem like they were put into the reality for the same reason, right? Because like yeah. Agnes seems so informed versus Geraldine just doing random shit and eventually pisses off Wanda. Yeah, and I don't think Agnes seems to be poking as much as Geraldine is mm. at Wanda. You know what I mean? Like Gerald Agnes seems to be playing along with it more, and maybe she's just pulling strings behind the scenes if she's a planet agent, because like you're saying, Luke, Geraldine is either accidentally or purposely poking the bear. Mm-hmm. You know, and Agnes is actually going against that. Like she might know how strong Scarlet Witch is and don't mess with her right now. It was weird how Wanda was the one to initiate her reality break when she was talking about, I once had a twin and who eventually, you know, died, which, yeah. So it was weird that she was the one to kind of initiate it. And Geraldine just going along with everything that she says accidentally slipped and, you know, broke the reality too. Fun fact, while watching Age of Ultron, I didn't realize the end video where Hawkeye sends a video of their new baby to Black Widow. And on the onesie, it says Nat Pietro Barton. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they named her Nat or Nathaniel because after Natasha yeah. yep. and then Pietro was his middle name because, you know, Quicksilver saved his ass. At, at That's the dope. I didn't realize that either. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool. You can watch these movies a million times and pick up. Something yeah. hundred cool. percent. The other thing I wanted to bring up that I wanted to see what you guys thought about was, so they're obviously making a perimeter on this reality bubble. And I guess they're trying to go under with the beekeeper, see if they can get in through the bottom. And they're just trying to get through with Geraldine. When Geraldine gets thrown back to the real world and you see all the sword cars and stuff, you see the helicopter above putting the Mm -hmm. spotlight on her. Mm -hmm. So is that like we were saying this, the helicopter was above and Scarlet Witch just changed it to a toy. That's what I'm totally under the assumption of because yeah it would be the equivalent of you just of anyone in the outside reality just walking in without trying to mold to the reality she would just kick you right out and i think that's what happened like if a helicopter came into the reality she would and it was just so clearly out of place she would have just turned it into a little toy and i think that's what i'm thinking now yeah yeah definitely so you can't then breach if- this reality unless you're doing it organically and if you're that's just what I think we have to assume you that they have no choice but to observe and put their yeah. sleeper agents in that way or else play the part or get the hell out. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, again, when Geraldine gets thrown out, we see the the West view home is where you make it sign. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I only have two more things I want to bring up. So if you guys have anything you want to bring up, uh, the only thing I wanted to say was, we kind of talked about, we didn't talk a lot about Mephisto today. We talked a lot about it in the first episode. There's theories that Agnes's absent husband is going to be Mephisto. And and we didn't bring this up and I had notes on it, but I we just had so much to talk about in the first episode. I just let it slip. I think we all realized it, but I just think we let it go because we had other important things to talk about. But there's a few times that in the first two episodes, Agnes brings up the devil. She says the devil's in the details, and she says something about the devil. She says it a few times in the episodes, 
If they want to bring Mephisto in and they want to introduce her husband and it's, we're going to say it's Evan Peters casting, who knows, but I'm down. I'm getting so hype at the idea of Mephisto showing up in the MCU. Like I have the, the Marvel encyclopedia book, which is just an A to Z version. Um, basically encyclopedia like i'm saying it just has every single character and write-ups on even like the tiny minor characters in the corners of the marvel universe and mephisto was a page that i read when i was younger that i always was just like this dude is the man he has his own full page and all the storylines connected to him whether it be spider-man who's my boy in the mj storyline he's just such an interesting character and then the fact that evan peters might be the one that's playing him makes me even more hype because i love that guy yeah, and this, I want that so badly. That, yeah, it's insane because, and I'm 100% sold. You just sold me the fact that Mephisto's getting involved. <laughs> too, too many coincidences, and the show, MCU in general, doesn't just do little coincidences. They do full-on nods. Uh, I'm not sure how he fully would fit, just because if we're going with the premise that she's doing everything, how is he going to, he's a villain. So it's not like sword's going to be like, Hey, Mephisto take care of this for us. Unless he tricks them into something. I, I mean, I, there, there's so many possibilities because Mephisto is able to kind of not, not, he has his own realm though. Right. So maybe Wanda kind of mixes up realities and realms or multiverses or something like that and kind of pulls him into it. Or maybe he just sees that somebody's messing with realities and then goes to it like the ball sack time traveler guys in Rick and Morty. <laughs> I think it's more likely that if Mephisto's involved, it's just going to be a third entity. So it's going to be yeah. Wanda versus Sword versus Mephisto. Yeah. That's just taking advantage of the fact that she's unstable or something. Ooh, I want it so badly. I love it. Yep. All right. My last thing is something that I saw at the end of the episode during the credits. We have, I guess it's technically supposed to be the TV credits for WandaVision. I don't know if it's the sitcom credits or the actual credits, but we have a whole list of people and a lot of them are important. They're all just uh, some of the uh, writers of the comic, Scarlet Witch and the Vision, Astonishing X-Men, things like that. Avengers disassembled. So they're all doing it big for me because when I was fully buying comics and reading all the time, it was astonishing X-Men Avengers disassembled was where I started house of M secret invasion, whatever. But one of the last ones you see is Brian, Michael Bendis and Oliver Copiel, I guess his name is. And they are the people that created house of M. (laughs) So they know what they're doing. Yeah. So are we getting, you know, that's just some more proof that they're using House of M as some inspiration. I, I'm just really excited for the next episode because if the next episode continues with this broken reality pace and it doesn't reset back to another sitcom for 20 minutes, I, I think it's just going to be all up from here. And I'm yeah ready for theory talks. It's going to be so fun. This episode really changed a lot. Like I got so pumped when I, when I watched this episode, seeing how... It was it was subtle in ways, and then it hit it punched us right in the face towards the end. But it just seemed so different than the first two. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. They're just tr- giving us more and more hints of what actually going on. And annoying as it is, week to week, it's so fun just getting together and being like, "No way, they actually pull this shit off." And Mephisto is gonna come in. So I was just gonna say one last thing. I was I had to look up the name of Agnes again because I couldn't remember it. I was 
you know, so I Googled WandaVision cast and yeah. Evan Peters is like the third person on Google listed right there. I know. And I don't think he actually, you would have to fact check me because I'm pretty sure he doesn't show up as IMDb yet because it's supposed to be a secret, but he'd type in WandaVision and I think it's been for the whole like last year. Mm-hmm. He pops up as one of the top name, like you said, on Google. Let's go. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and they were right about Monica Rambeau and Geraldine's actress being in it. And so, uh, I mean, I would love to see Evan Peters, man. Yeah, man. Whether yeah. it's Quicksilver or whether it's Mephisto, I just think if they go multiverse, I just think it would be hilarious if she accidentally brings Evan Peters Quicksilver in. For, <laughs> I don't even care if it's for a second, you know? Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't want to waste Evan Peters on a second because he's the man. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else, guys, you wanted to mention? I think we're good. I think Theory Talk is going to heat back up our next podcast episode. But this one was just getting us ready to to get some real plot twists that are going to actually matter for the MCU in the in the bigger picture. Yeah, the only downside I had for this episode was again, it was like twenty three minutes with ten minutes of credits. So it's just a sandbag seeing like, oh, I got 30 something minutes of show. And then again, like episode one and you have eight minutes or 10 minutes of credits. But I mean, I guess it's a good thing to say. I just want more. I want more. I want more. So, Mm. yeah, if it's like Mando, they they switched up their episode times a lot. They varied from like 31 minutes to like almost over an hour or something like that. So. Who knows? We could be getting a whole lot, but we got to wait till next Friday. We're so hype, but that's going to do it for us, guys. If you like what you heard, our podcast is on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast, we're there. So check us out, Bingetown TV. If you're on the World Wide Web, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we have covered The Boys. We are covering season five of Sci-Fi's The Magicians incredible show uh we've covered a bunch of other stuff go check us out we are bingetown tv and thank you so much for listening you're listening to the geekscape network